0: This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Ladies, Bumble is in your corner. They remain dedicated and committed to supporting women, providing a safer space to build kind and meaningful connections. And the way they see it, every day is International Women's Day. So this year, to show their ongoing support, Bumble is investing in the next generation of women making moves for a better tomorrow. Make your move and join Bumble in supporting women. Visit Bumble.com slash IWD.
1: Hey y'all! This is
2: April, and this is Caroline. This is your bloody happy hour
1: Thursday mm. edition.
2: Thursday, Thursday. What you drinking?
1: I have some leftover Bacardi coconut rum. Oh, and I have Ranch a
2: rancherita. Rancherita.
1: So we're so
2: fun today. That, we're yeah. we're wild and crazy and out of control. Mm, what's what's going on? What's the latest? Are you watching anything? We haven't talked about what we're watching in a while.
1: Nope. I just finished part one of You. Did you ever write you, watch yes, You? Yes, I did. Okay. I just finished... Season one? Season four, or the latest season, but it's two parts. Oh. So there's a part one, and then that ended, and I think
2: part two is coming out. Oh, maybe. it's like so right. many episodes in part one, and then so many episodes. Yeah. Oh. yeah.
1: So I'm ready for that to come out, and um, that's it. I'm ready for the... If I've not told y'all already, it is... The 30th anniversary of Waco. David Koresh. Oh, we have, I don't think we have. Um, February 28th was the first day that the standoff happened. So, y'all, if you're just tuning in, we are a podcast out of Waco, Texas. And we were both alive when this happened. And I, I have to admit that I was never totally sure what really happened i just was never into cults i never did a deep dive into it but right now i'm reading a book my book club and there's a a new netflix series coming out next on the 23rd and we're also my book club is going on a tour of all the land down there because they're still active branch davidians they're still waiting for david to come out to come back like like christians know jesus coming back well, are, is Waco gonna back.
2: blow up uh What's the anniversary
1: date, the actual date? So, it was a 51-day standoff. So, the date was February 28th, but it was actually done April 19th to whatever year that was, 1993 or something. Um, Yeah, 1993. So, we are going, Caroline and I are going to watch the American Apocalypse. We are going to... Do mm. a deep dive, and we're going to give you a multi-series episode on that. Rewatch? So, yeah, like a rewatch of the thing. But I don't think we really know what a rewatch is, so we're just throwing I think that word
2: around. <laughs> a rewatch is we watch it, and then we make a little slideshow like I did last time, <laughs> and then we just tell them exactly what happens in the episodes. Okay. Is there episodes in the show, or is it just like a movie? I don't know. Oh. Huh? Well, maybe we won't. Maybe we will. You'll have to find out. We're not telling you who we are.
1: So that's all I'm... I'm. David Koresh is in my head right now. That's it.
2: Any other murder shows? No.
1: No.
2: No. Nope. Mm. I'm excited
1: for today's episode.
2: Um.
1: What is it about?
2: Well, it's kind of ruined because I've already... Ruined it with their little commercial. But, um, do you know who Jared Fogle is? Have you ever heard of Jared Fogle? Mm -hmm. Do you did you Jared? Did you actually know that? Yes. You knew that was his last name.
1: Yes, I remember when it happened
2: and when it went down. I had no idea that was his name. I would have been like, no, I don't know. (laughs) Of course. Wow. Well, yes, Jared from Subway. What do you remember went down? I don't even.
1: I remember he became a sensation (coughs) because Mm -hmm. he was really big and he lost all this weight and he attributed it to Jared and I mean sorry to Subway and he'd be in there all the time and he would randomly go to Subway's across town. He got free Subway and then turns out there's a bunch of porn on his computer. Podcast over He likes little boys. (laughs) (laughs) And now he's a gross ass.
2: So that's where we're going. We're going to Subway. Okay. So get your foot long, get your whatever else people eat at Subway, and um, let's go. Jared was, he had this insane opportunity, as we know. Okay, so Jared had this great opportunity. All he had to do was stand there with his giant size 60 pants, big ass monster pants, and Eat subway sandwiches and he's a millionaire. That's all you had to do. Easy life. Easy life. Free subway. You got your foot. I mean, you have so many things that you can get at subway. You know, but you know what? He ended his career the same way he started it. What? How? Trying to get into smaller pants. (laughs) (laughs) Where's the bum bum? So he's he's born in Indianapolis, Indiana, 1977. He loved video games. He loved eating. Sugar, he loved eating chips, he loved sitting around and being lazy and not doing anything, playing Nintendo, whatever. Mm. Duck, duck, go... Gu- what is that? Duck, 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 goose. Duck, duck, goose? No. No, the duck hunt. duck hunt. Duck hunt. Duck hunt. I love duck hunt. Duck hunt, Mario Kart, whatever you play. So, that's... He's growing up, he's lazy, he's not doing anything, he's obviously spending a lot of time gaining a bunch of weight and getting into his size 60 pants. So, he ends up going to... um Indiana University, and at this time, he weighed a whopping 425 pounds. Damn. Jared's really, he's quite impressive. He's very well-rounded guy. <laughs> <laughs> and on an average day, Jared would g- drink up to 15 cans of soda. Uh, I can't even drink a
1: whole, no. how,
2: how are you even that thirsty?
1: It's because that does not quench your thirst.
2: Oh, maybe he needs some gum. He
1: needs water <laughs> or coconut water. <laughs> he would
2: ha- eat up to 10,000 calories. He wouldn't even be able to walk around campus. He, he wasn't w- able to
1: he walk
2: He was up. not able to walk around campus. He could not keep up with anyone.
1: They didn't have online classes then. They
2: then. did not have online classes. If they did, he'd probably be sitting in his wrapper's. So when New Year's came around, he was gonna set a resolution and he was gonna lose some weight and change his life. Okay. Get it, Jared. So he started eating at Subway. Subway was like just ten steps away from where he lived. So he was like, uh I'm just gonna pick the
1: closest restaurant. He had to pick the closest restaurant. No, he didn't just
2: love Subway. He was just like, That's the closest shit I can get to (laughs) without being out of breath, having a cardiac arrest. So he goes. He starts eating two sandwiches a day. He's exercising, and then within eleven months, two hundred forty-five pounds. So
1: he didn't get surgery. always, like, he got. Surgery I'm sure
2: he did. They just ain't telling us. Wow. I don't. I don't believe it. But that's not what the article said. So. Okay. So he literally became half the man he was. He lost literally. half. The, literally people started to notice he's like lost he's like this insane weight loss his roommate that he had at the time was like i'm gonna write an article about you because you've lost half your weight who are you i can barely see you over there you're so skinny
1: now you could probably see your penis did you know i don't know where where (laughs) i read this but for every 35 pounds a man loses he can gain an inch of penis because when they do not believe that when they gain weight it just it no, I think that their the fupa
2: track. is <laughs> covering up their penis. So then,
1: the extra skin goes back down to where it should go.
2: <laughs> I do not believe I'm it. Look it up. Look it up right now. <laughs> I need. I need you to listen, guys. Up we're at penis. this at this podcast, Bloody Happy Hour. We come to you and we bring the facts. We that spit the facts, facts. We research and all we present to you is facts. So. That's why we sometimes have to stop and do some research. And we're not jewelers, but we just keep dropping gems. <laughs> I, I'm so funny today. Okay, while you're looking it up, his so his roommate's writing this article about him, and this article ends up on the front page of the newspaper. And then, miraculously, this story is picked up by Men's Health. And then, the next thing you know, there's an article called stupid diets that work and from that point jared becomes a phenomenon okay so the executives at subway catch wind of this story and they're like oh my gosh this guy's eating our sandwiches and he's losing all this weight look at his giant pants and then dollar signs just like cha-ching money in the bank 22 years old subway made a deal with him this would change his life forever 1.1 million dollars And Jared became a celebrity endorser for Subway. I know we all remember, we see the Subway commercial, we see Jared, we we all know who Jared is. And I remember seeing on like Super Bowl commercials. What was one of the first ones? I can't remember, but I know he became like just a big. Everybody knew who Jared from Subway. Jared from Subway. Jared from Subway. Subway.
1: He put Subway on the map. On the map. I went to Subway before that. Mm -mm. I I only went because of Jared. What year is this?
2: I I was going to say 2013 cuz I just wanted to guess a year but um
1: oh maybe I went to Subway before that then.
2: No, in 19, so it was about 2000. Okay. Cuz <laughs> I was 13 close. years old. <laughs> <laughs> well, is April 1999 was when Men's Health picked up the story. Oh, okay. And then he went to Subway, so 2000 around the two early 2000s. Yeah. Three years. So he's 22 years old. He's making a million dollars. And he starts... Oh, here's my answer to your question. His first ad, which showed premiered the Jared Diet, was in early 2000. Okay. So we survived the millennium millennium when we thought... Y2K, we thought everything was going to crash, and it didn't. And then we have Jared, so he's... We were all very excited. Yeah, he was our reward. Y2K. You got through it. All these... So they have a bunch of ads that are premiering and showing, and it's just, Jared, there's your average guy, and look what he did, and oh my gosh, everybody loves Jared. He's, all he's doing is eating these sandwiches, and that's all you have to do, and you can lose 500 pounds.
1: And he was there every day. for Every, every day.
2: Meal. Every day, every meal. He was super relatable. He was super friendly. I mean, he's just a good guy, and he made his pants famous. So, he ended up being in more than 300 Subway commercials. He wrote an autobiography, and he wrote a children's book. Oh. Mm -hmm. Foreshadowing. Um, He became a motivational speaker, and he was bringing in tens of thousands of dollars for an appearance. So, he, by the age of 25, he's now a multimillionaire. I mean, how do you even get that big at that? That takes a lot of work and dedication. So he obviously was a dedicated guy. Mm. Yep. So Jared had a huge cultural impact. He was grand marshalling NASCAR races. He was on uh, a Jimmy Fallon played him like parodied him. He was in like a SNL skit playing him. He in the in 2002, he carried the Olympic torch. What? What? And then he was the centerpiece of a South Park episode. I learned all these things. Wow. Um, he was kind of a loser back in the day, and, like, he didn't really have any friends because he was just, you know, a little overweight, and he never had a date before, but now that he's a millionaire. His penis, penis grew. hmm Here you go. All these people coming out, and he got married, and he married a pediatric nurse. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Did he just randomly show up at our office?
2: I think so. <laughs> I think he...
1: Oh, my goodness. I can't.
2: With all his loose skin. <laughs> you know he had a bunch of loose skin.
1: He like, probably had surgery.
2: But you can't get rid of loose skin? Well, they end up having this happy and loving marriage. But was it so happy and loving? <gasps> it wasn't all roses. Let me tell you criticisms came because doctors and nutritionists and I don't know why his nutritionist wife didn't say anything, but they were like, um, he's obviously just eating a thousand calories a day and he's basically starving himself and that's not healthy.
1: That's all he was eating.
2: That's what they were saying. They're like, they're like what, what this diet is that you are promoting is just eating a thousand, a thousand calories a day. And that's not, that's not how you can maintain a healthy lifestyle. OK, so Subway had to put out these disclaimers in their ads, stating talk to a doctor first and then issue a statement saying that Subway didn't enjo- endorse Jared because he was literally eating just two subs a day, skipping breakfast and working out. So they kind of had to like cover themselves.
1: OK, OK.
2: But it didn't matter. He was still out there mm-hmm. doing his subway stuff. Mm-hmm. They just had to make a little disclaimer. So yes they're they for a while are basing their whole brand on this random guy from Indiana who lost a bunch of weight and carried around his giant pants so within 10 years Jared has quadrupled subway's revenue from 3.1 billion to 11.4 billion what the hell yes the CEO of Subway said Jared is Jared I want to be a news reporter Jared is woven into the fabric of the brand, and it is an essential part of the family. Like that? But you know what? You should probably hide your kids because something's about to happen. Jared has this fame and fortune, and he ends up starting this foundation called the Jared Foundation. Mm. And this was aimed to fight childhood obesity, which that's a great cause. And so. I mean, that makes sense. He obviously was started. exactly. So he would go around to elementary schools, high schools, he'd educate children on eating fresh and making healthy decisions and healthy choices and all the all the things. So, I mean, this is a great cause. Kids are getting help healthy and he's going showing off his big giant pants everywhere. He's going over the across the nation. He was on the Oprah show, he was on the Today Show, he was in Super Bowl commercials, all the things. So,
1: sounds like he's doing positive things.
2: I mean, I feel like he was. Mm-hmm. He was everything's positive so far.
1: Is what, what did he do? What did he do before?
2: Did we ever know that he was just in college?
1: Oh, he was that young. Yeah,
2: twenty-two, okay. and then twenty-five. Yeah, twenty-two when was when they wrote that article, and that's when he started walking to Subway ten steps away. Wow. So this foundation wasn't really, like, all that it was cracked up to be. It was more of, like, image campaign because, um, you know, what what sells, I guess, kids sell things. So kids make you money, and you can extort kids. I don't know. It's <laughs> children. So this charity, uh, it raised $650,000 but only donated 145000 to fight obesity and it just kind of became more of a the foundation paid more to its director than it did to actually spending money on promoting health to the kids so it was kind of a scammy program and it just was to enhance like his own Mm -hmm. image like hey look how good I look I'm not really doing anything for these kids I'm just trying to show up so you think that I'm Great, and I'm Jared, and yeah. I lost okay. all this weight. So now he's in this position to where he has access to children, and he's on top of the world. He's making millions of dollars. Jared's real famous. And what do you do when you become famous? You start having affairs. Yeah. Yeah, rich and famous. Your head rich, gets real big. Rich, famous, your head is bigger than your belt, and you're not used to it, so you are like, mm, I'm hot. So you have affairs. And he went on a radio show. And he met this lady named Rochelle. Now, Rochelle, remember about Rochelle. Remember. Okay. Remember her.
1: Keep you in your back pocket.
2: Yeah. So he would go on these, like, romantic getaways with Rochelle, and he would also hook up with other Subway store owners and other Jared groupies.
1: Oh, because they're yeah. the best-looking people.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't know about those owners. Jared was living his best life until 2007 when the recession hit and the economy crashed, 2008. Remember all that? That was bad. I don't know. I was in college, so I don't know what happened. But apparently (laughs) apparently it was real bad. So Subway started to, like, feel like this whole Jared thing was starting to be played out, and they're like, oh, we're going to switch our – got to switch it up. we got to, like, switch it up.
1: Five dollar. Five dollar foot long.
2: And then the five dollar foot long started coming out. So – He's like, that's that's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And uh, around this time, he ends up, his marriage starts to fall apart.
1: Okay. Usually happens.
2: Yeah. So once his wife realized that his foundation was a sham, and I don't know if she knew about the affairs, but she just was not having it. She knew, she, she had to have known. And then she also filed a restraining order against him because she said that he had become controlling and he had a mean streak. And when she filed for divorce, the reason that she gave was irretrievably broken. Mm. I mean, maybe from the affairs. I don't know. That's just I didn't know that was a reason. I never checked a box when I got divorced. So I would have added like that irrecus- to my I would have <laughs> added that to the I would have been like above Uh, all the above.
1: It's like our irreconcilable differences. Made. I know.
2: I've never heard of this one. So <laughs> maybe that's how it is in what state Indiana. is this in? Indiana. So post divorce, the ad. So he's got divorced. He's done with these ad campaigns. He has all this free time. And so he's taking more business trips to stay yeah, active for Disneyland. the foundation. Is he going to Disneyland? Well, probably. It's Disneyland fun. would probably welcome him with open arms. Here. Here's our kids. Take them. <laughs> So he was doing hundreds of elementary school presentations across the United States. And the day before one of his big presentations, there's this guy. He goes to a bar and he's just having a drink and he runs into this guy named Russell Taylor. So they start getting to know each other. They're like, hey, let's have a drink, whatever. And Russell Taylor has a wife and two kids. He's married, whatever. But they really hit it off. And so Jared's like, hey, why don't you come out to dinner with me? Well, don't worry. We're not going to Subway. I can afford more than a $5 footlong. So he's like, oh, they're at dinner. And Jared's like, actually, I need help writing my speech for tomorrow, for the next day. So we'll get yeah. So can you help me write my speech? And he was like, yeah, sure. I'll help you write your speech. And then the next day he gives the speech and the speech is a huge hit. And he's like, Russell Taylor, I think I'm going to hire you. Okay, so he's like invites, starts inviting him on all these uh different foundation trips for the Jared Foundation. Takes him to a Patriots playoff game. They had a three thousand dollar a night suite during this trip at the Hilton. Yeah. And after this game, they went to a strip club. Like he just met this guy, right? But I guess he really has faith in him. So they go to the strip club and they're going in the champagne room and they are just living their best life. And Jared is like, if tells tells uh, Russell Taylor, if you can convince that stripper to come back to the hotel room, I'll pay you good. Okay. And Russell's like, all right. Good. So convince him to come back. They bring the stripper back to the room and bing, bang, bam. They have both have sex with her and this begins their 12 year run. Run relationship
1: run of strippers
2: run of yes run of what i'm about to tell you about (laughs)
1: the beginning of a relationship the
2: beginning of their situationship yeah so jared went and he hires taylor and taylor becomes the executive head of the foundation of jared
1: foundation of jared foundation
2: yes the two become inseparable they're traveling traveling across the country across the world and they're giving all these healthy eating, pres- eating presentations to kids everywhere, all over. And also, Jared continued to show off his pants. <laughs> I mean, same bunk ass khakis. Same the same <laughs> pair of khakis, man. How did he just keep Pleated those khakis? khakis? Pleated, they're looking good. They they're just like he wore them the day before. I mean, wow, he was just keeping those he pristine, pristine. So they go to Thailand, they go to Japan, they go to Indonesia. They're all over the place. Wow. Wow. They're he's partying. Not about
1: his divorce at all, is he? No. And they're parting their face off. They're just doing it. How old is Russell? Did you tell us this? No, okay. but
2: I don't know how old Russell is. Okay.
1: But he's not a little kid.
2: <laughs> no, Russell's a grown man. Russell, because he's married and he has two kids. And he's married and these two kids are his stepkids. Okay. Just remember that so they're, they're in all these different countries and they're getting prostitutes and they are finding women. They're making sure these women aren't with law enforcement and they're bringing them back to their rooms. And they're, once they make sure that these people aren't with law enforcement, they start asking them, they're like, Hey, do you have any underage escorts that you could get for us? You know, because we just, we just curious if you do, we're just curious. And, This is whenever some things start to transpire. So with both of them being out of town so much, uh, Russell Taylor, I'll just call him Russell, Russell starts to get kind of paranoid about people stealing things back at the foundation headquarters, I guess, Fogle Foundation, um, because they're gone so much. He's like, well, I'm worried about people are going to steal some things. So I'm going to put some cameras around the office just to avoid people. Okay, that's normal. Put some cameras up. But he puts hidden cameras up. Mm -hmm. I think they're, like, really hidden, like in, like, alarm clocks or something.
1: Oh, like nanny cams. Yeah, nanny cams.
2: So when they come back from one of their trips, Russell is, like, going through the camera footage. And he sees one of the underage interns having sex with her boyfriend on the camera in one of these rooms at the foundation. And he he goes to Jared, and he's like, okay, Jared, look. We need to do something about this. This is unacceptable. He's showing him thinking that Jared will be like, "Oh, yeah, she's fired. Like you can't just have sex in the office, right?" Well, Jared did not have that reaction. <laughs> Jared was wanted to see the tape in full.
1: What? He's beginning. like, excuse me.
2: Can you uh, be kind and rewind?
1: Put it in slow motion. I need A little to bit slower,
2: detail. please. And so while he's showing Jared this video, Jared's like, you know what? I think we need some more cameras. Why don't you set up some more cameras? We need to make sure this isn't happening in any other rooms. Please, let's get to the bottom. Can you go ahead while you're at it? Put one in the office. Can you go ahead and put one in the bathroom? Put oh. one in the kid's bedroom. I don't know the I don't know, that, that, I don't know why they have bedrooms at sh- the foundation, but I guess he's just said, just put any bedroom that you can you put them in your own kids' bedroom, just put them in anybody's Everywhere. bedroom. Yeah, yeah. So at first Taylor or Russell's like, ha ha, ha ha ha. You're funny. But then but then Jared starts to buy him things. Like a house. Oh. <laughs> like, like a Mercedes. Oh yeah. Mm. And, you know, he's, he's actually, not only did he buy him this house, he's paying for the house. Yes. Yeah. And he's paying for the, he's paying for all the expenses. That's a good friend. So he's officially in what is called the golden handcuffs. Mm, Okay. (laughs) Months later, Jared comes up to Russell and is like, Hey, what about those, uh, hidden cameras? (laughs) How about that? And he said he reminded him, and this is quotes, Daddy is paying for your things. Ooh, David. Daddy. Ooh, David. Jared Fogle called himself Daddy. Uh. So Taylor is he's locked in these golden handcuffs. He does not have anything else to do. He's literally the Jelaine, Gislaine, whatever you call her, Maxwell. He's the fall guy. He's stuck. He has no, I mean, he has to do it. Yeah, he's, got, yeah. he's, he's got his house paid for, his car paid for, he's in these golden handcuffs, and he's the one doing the dirty work. So he's like, okay. He starts putting hidden cameras, clock radios, he's putting them in bedrooms, he's putting them in different cities, he's putting them everywhere, he's just putting cameras in out. I guess it's just wherever their foundation is, the cameras are on the foundation, and he's putting them in his own home.
1: What Russell's full shit.
2: Okay, so they're take it's capturing photos and videos of children ages 6 to twelve. It's this yeah. And some of the videos are he just wanted to see them unclothed. That's it. Some of them. Uh, most of them are just of watching them change. I don't, it's just disgusting. I know. I don't get it. It makes, I don't have, yeah. So, most of them are not capturing videos of any acts being performed. Okay. So, it's just, we're just videoing them so we can watch them. This is
1: a voyeur. Voyeur. Likes to watch.
2: Yeah. So, he, uh... The only per the only person that Russell showed any of these videos to was to Jared. But Jared really started really, really, really started to like him. And he would review them for the best ones. But then he was like, um, I think that um I think I'm, I need them to be a little bit higher quality. And then he tells Russell, Daddy needs more pictures. Put them in HD. Daddy needs He's more pictures. Definition. And so he wanted to up the ante. He wanted better quality. And so he started purchasing professional spy equipment. Oh. Mm-mm. Did he go to a spa shop in Miami? He did. did I've, gin game? He probably Since did.
1: He was with
2: them. <laughs> so then uh, he has this great equipment. So a couple of years later, it's 2010. And guess what? Maybe Jared's calmed down a little bit. He's like tired of watching these videos of little children. Mm-hmm. And it's more. he gets married again to an adult. Okay. I don't know how this grown adult, I guess they nobody ever thinks he's just nice and normal. Maybe he's changing his ways. He's done with the underage escorts. Mm. No. No, he's not. No, he's Mm-mm. not. Mm-mm. <laughs> Did you believe it for five seconds? Because don't. So even with all of these, he has all this child porn. He still wants more. He wants more. And remember remember that radio show host I mentioned earlier? Rochelle? Rochelle. Yeah, he's still hooking up with Rochelle on his second marriage. Okay. Rachel. So she's he's still doing it. I mean, he's just she, she obviously was giving good really good blowjobs. So she eventually becomes suspicious of Jared whenever Jared told her that he thought middle school girls were hot and that he was attracted to them. And then Ro- Rochelle decides to secretly start recording their conversation and baiting him further and further to see what she could get out of him. Yes. He said things to her and so this this side note brings me to what recently came out. And if you've just heard about Jared in the news lately, it's because they have just released this documentary on the ID channel. Okay, okay. And it's called like Chasing a Monster. Jared from Subway Chasing Catching a Monster Chasing a Monster or something. Like catching a predator. Yeah. Well, I just want to tell you, don't go waste your time on that documentary. Mm-hmm. It is three episodes. It only needs to be one. And if you do watch it, just watch the last episode. <laughs> you don't need to, You don't need to watch the other two. Rochelle really is trying to be all about Rochelle.
1: Oh, okay. She's trying to get famous.
2: It's I don't know how many times I learned that Rochelle was on a radio station and that she was secretly recording and she was going to make the drop. When she was going to make the drop with the FBI agents, and she just was trying to be a super secret spy, and she was <laughs> trying to be so important, and she li- really was not that important at all. But, okay. but if you go, you can watch it. Just watch the last episode, okay. unless you want to waste a couple more hours of your life, like I did. Then you can watch the first two.
1: So she's gonna set him up. Is,
2: is she is, is yes. Okay. But so she sets him up, and some of the text messages that she, or. She's recording their phone conversations. She ends up going and showing that like, hey, FBI, I have these phone conversations. Like we can't do anything about it because it's just audio. We don't have any proof. All we have is that he's saying this and he could just this could just be dirty talk. Okay, because they thought it was just like, oh, this is just y'all's dirty talk. And this isn't prove anything. And so she got mad, but it took like 10 years from the recording of these conversations to when he finally was arrested. So she's trying to take all the credit, but really it's like other things that really, okay, whatever. So one of the messages or one of the things that he says in these recordings is I like, he says, I like all ages. That's the thing. I mean, it depends who's ready for what, you know, who's going to give you the glance. (laughs) I don't know what that means. The glance. I don't know. So she's gathering all these recordings and she finally reaches her breaking point whenever Jared mentions to her that he s- asks about her children cuz she has two mm. children and he says, "What if we put cam- a camera in your kids' room? Would they be okay with that? Or would you rather be would you rather it be in your son or daughter's room? Which one do you think would be better?" And this is all on this. This is on the episodes. Yeah. So this is on the I was like, give me to the juicy part. So. She was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know which one you would like better. You know, and she's obviously recording it and she doesn't know what to say. And it's so gross because he's so. It's gross. just disgusting. So. This whole time. Oh, I kind of already. This is what I just said. So after she's gets all these recordings since it's the FBI they can't do anything about it. Well, let's bring back Russell Taylor, okay? Russell Taylor has a he's married, he has mm-hmm. two kids. Mm-hmm. Well, Russell Taylor and his wife they're actually swingers. <laughs>
1: How does it find its way in every episode?
2: (laughs) I literally was shocked whenever I heard this. I was like, I didn't even prepare for them to be swingers. I wasn't prepared for it. But you know what? Look, man, here we are. We're back. We're back to swingers. Everything's connected to porn, and it's not my fault. This is what it is. You're here, and you're welcome. So... They're obviously having sex outside of marriage. That's what a swinger is. They're introducing more people. They're having neighborhood, groupie sex, and blah, blah, blah. Well, he gets a little too comfortable with one of his groupie neighbor friends, and he starts texting, and they're sexting and all this stuff. Well, he offers one of these groupie neighbor friends, uh, hey, do you want to see some child porn pics? And the neighbor friend's like, excuse me? Um, not into that. And not so maybe cross the line. He also offered to send this lady pictures of images of bestiality.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> this is...
2: So this lady calls the police and she's like, uh, you need to handle this. This is where the police get involved. So Rochelle.
1: Mm-mm. Oh, it wouldn't even Rochelle.
2: It not even Rochelle. So it's passed off to cybercrime detectives, and there's this giant investigation in 2014 of this Russell Taylor. So that all these text messages, all of these, um, the police actually end up raiding Russell Taylor's house. They go into his house, they raid it, they arrest him. Really ah! She's aggressive. They go, they find that they have these video cameras that are in these clocks and they're in the kids' bedrooms. And initially he was like, oh, this is, there's cameras for security purposes, clearly, and like preventing theft. And no, these hidden cameras showed kids, his kids, undressing, and in some cases, in some cases they said they involved sexual acts. That's all I know. According to Russell's two stepdaughters who were included on this ID documentary, they were on these cameras, and they ended up finding out about this as they're older, and they're, like, shocked, and the mom was included in it, too, and the kids, the yeah, uh-huh. which uh-huh. was their which was their their mom, mom. Uh-huh. and the kids were like, they, they made everything seem like it was so normal and natural, like it was normal for us to drink alcohol. It was normal for us to, like, smoke a mm. cigarette. And it was it was normal for her to give him a blowjob and then come and tell us all about it.
1: Uh, so she was gross, too. D- yes. He's, prob- is, he's the biggest predator, I feel like. It was his idea to even start it. He wanted to see Jared's reaction. Oh, that's probably true. He wanted to see Jared... People stealing, who gives a shit? You, it's, everything gets insured. So it was his idea to put it in. His idea to see Jared's reaction. So he's just as as much of his gross ass. Uh, yes. Not
2: more. Yep. Yep. They would watch watching the kids take showers, watch them get dressed, watch. I mean,
1: because if that if you weren't okay with that, that you would draw the line at your house and your.
2: Own you, yeah. Why are you putting? That's what. I, yes. That's why you're in the FBI. <coughs> So, this guy gets taken into custody, and then he starts throwing Jared under the bus, saying he's my boss, he's the one who told me to do all this stuff, and blah, 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 like, throwing him under the rug, for sure, and then... The little, uh, this is where it starts to blow up. News outlets are starting to hear about it. Oh, Fogel Foundation has distributed child porn. Jer- Jared comes out publicly. He's so shocked. He puts out a statement. He's saying like, oh, I'm so shocked to learn of these disturbing allegations that Mr. Taylor's talking about and blah, blah, blah. It's just wild. It's wild. And he was, but all the while, Russell, I don't know. I don't know who is the, if it was Russell's I I mean I think it was Russell. So thirty days, thirty two days later, after Russell gets uh raided and arrested, July twenty fifteen, they raid Jared's house.
1: All these kids it was male and female kids, right? It wasn't yes. just one. Right,
2: right. So it's
1: very not common.
2: Like child, po- if you're a pedophile, I don't know what's I don't know because I don't know what's I've I've never really looked into like a case of how I don't know how they do. The-
1: I mean, it's just like any it's they're like a sexual sadist, right? So you go toward like if if I was a sexual sadist, I would kill what I'm attracted to, mm. right? Mm. So you kill women if it's a sexual sadist. So if you're a pedophile. You're going to molest or look at porn on the sex you're attract, attracted to.
2: Oh, he didn't. Yeah, he was attracted and to both.
1: And so it's very. Com- he just common liked both.
2: Uh, the young look. You know, yeah. like in like the. It's so gross. It's so. You just we don't think about we don't go that. I think he just like the
1: girls, and he the other guy might have liked the book. I don't know. It's just so
2: weird. It's just so weird. So they had they had police dogs come in who had the ability to sniff out thumb drives in the walls, SD cards, iPads, all kinds of stuff. Like because you assume that they're going to be hiding all this stuff. Yeah. And they find um, two SD cards that were Eastern European child porn. Mm. Okay. subway immediately dropped him sharknado three dropped him sharknado. <laughs> um and his wife of course divorced him and he had two kids with his wife mm. so out of all the everybody was quick to denounce him but subway people were very suspicious of subway did subway know did they not know? Did they know? How could they know? How could they not know? Had they been warned of Jared's creepy behavior by who? Maybe former Subway owners. Mm. So it turns out, back in 2004, Subway received a complaint about him that he had tried to solic- solicit an underage girl at a Las Vegas promo event in 2008. And then one of the Florida Subway franchisees told the CEO of Subway at the time, so like an owner of the uh, Mm -hmm. Florida Subway, told Jeff Moody, who was the CEO at the time, about Jared and his disturbing comments about kids. Well, then Moody went on to say that there was nothing that implied any sexual behavior about Jared Fogle. But interestingly enough, this franchise owner, this this Florida lady, Cindy Meals, turns out she's also having an affair with Jared (laughs) or Jared's having an affair with her, however you say it. So he's over here with Rochelle and he's over here with Cindy. And once once. Cindy was hooking up with Jared. Jared started texting her about possibly having sex with a 16 year old. And some of these text messages were of about them or him meeting up with one of her underage cousins. and he would also constantly text her about uh, wanting to get some underage girls and call girls and wanted them for sex. And I guess he just, I guess he just like will talk about it and just maybe, just maybe they're interested. Oh, maybe they'll, maybe they'll provide me with whatever. But
0: is it raining?
1: That sounds like it.
2: So I, I don't know. I Jared's second wife, the new one, claims that Subway was aware of some of these reports against against him, even though they say that they didn't know.
1: Okay, I can see like. Maybe shunning one report, but multiple, that's a pattern. That's. I mean, you know
2: all these executives are shady anyways. I mean, look at Epstein and all the people who are doing everything. I don't know what. Money rules. Yeah, you get away with anything. Anything is terrible. So, yeah. Probably
1: why they're slowly cutting their tides anyways.
2: Yeah.
0: And now a word from our sponsors.
1: So, put on your favorite vinyl, grab your favorite glass of wine, tune into our show,
2: and let's have some fun. Wine and vinyl. So, check us out on rugmedianetwork.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. We'll be talking about a lot.
0: 911, what's your emergency? Do you hear that? It's coming from the house. It's coming from inside the house? Uh, do you mean, could it be? The, the Alter Cows.
2: New from Rogue Media Two Haunted Hotties talking about haunted places. Every episode, we dive deep into the darkest places and give you a bit of history. We're getting spooky in all the right places. You've You've gobbled gobbled your last ghoul. Follow along for the craziest and spookiest stories with Debbie's Dark Tourism.
0: The Stanley Hotel, Winchester House, the Alamo, Hotel Monte Vista, and more spooky places. Find us at the underscore Poltergals. P-O-L-T-E-R-G-A-L-S. Look over your shoulder. It's us, the The Poltergals. Poltergals. Wherever you consume the podcast, you can find us there. We
1: scavenged. We stopped. We did things. We are really ashamed of Yellow Jackets, Showtime's Emmy-nominated phenomenon returns.
2: There was some darkness with us. Uh, yes. I thought when we were rescued that we left it there, but they brought it back with us. We, we hear, hear the, the wilderness, wilderness and it hears us. We hear the wilderness and it hears want. us.
0: I you'd be more excited to see me.
1: Yellow Jackets, new episodes streaming now, only on Showtime. And now stream Showtime on Paramount+.
0: This episode is brought to you by Bumble. Ladies, Bumble is in your corner. They remain dedicated and committed to supporting women, providing a safer space to build kind and meaningful connections. And the way they see it, every day is International Women's Day. So this year, to show their ongoing support, Bumble is investing in the next generation of women making moves for a better tomorrow. Make your move and join Bumble in supporting women. Visit bumble.com slash IWD.
2: So, Jared is finally arrested. He's charged after the raid. He pleads guilty to the allegations. He didn't even try to pretend. Okay. So, um, yes, guilty to the allegations that he paid for sexual acts with children and received child porn. He pled guilty to both of those things. How disgusting. Russell Taylor ended up pleading... Guilty in a plea agreement because he gave evidence over helping to convict Jared. So he, I don't think he got less of a sentence. So because he was originally going to get 30 years, but with his plea agreement, it was knocked it down to 27 Russell Russell for producing and distributing child porn. Jared had a $15 million fortune that would eventually be wiped out paying $1.4 million in restitution to the 14 victims. Damn.
1: These, so, are the pro- these were the people on the video, but not the prostitutes. I think the- it's
2: a mixture. Okay. I think because he kept wanting to, he kept soliciting like the underage escorts. Uh-huh. And then it was the underage people who were videoed, maybe people at the foundation. So that it was they came up with 14 total. And then his second wife was the one she would take $7 million in the divorce Jared was eventually sentenced to 15 years in prison. He'll serve 13 years before he gets parole and he should be free as soon as 2028. Mm-hmm. So Jared is over here crying out his little subway eyeballs when he's eating his very last subway sandwich and holding on to those giant pants one last time. But this bitch is heading to prison wow. and Oh, <coughs> prison pen pals. He has prison pen pals. Ew. In one of his letters, it says, he wrote to his little lady pen pal, so when do you think you will have sex next? If you do, will it be okay if you tell me about it? <laughs> that would be a huge turn on for he's, me. He's a pervert. <laughs> he's a, so he is definitely a pervert. And... Do you think Subway knew about it? I wrote questions down. Do you think Subway knew anything about it? And, um, oh, I have a food for thought. But that's, do you think Subway knew anything about this?
1: I yeah, probably so, but I don't think I would they think knew if they,
2: they, they knew detail. they would be like, Not stop making it so obvious or I, don't talk about it.
1: I would think yeah, be smart about your shit if you're gonna be do dirty. Be I feel smart like about maybe it. they
2: were like. People came into them and told them stuff, and they probably get told stuff like this all the time.
1: I would think it was just more like he's buying prostitutes and and he's requesting underage prostitutes, right? And they're and like, so then uh, it's because oh, it's a prostitute. Maybe that's not a big deal. Yeah, I don't think that they would have known the extent of like all the videos, video, video. The cameras. Yeah, and they stuff. probably didn't. So they're like, oh, do we want to m- miss millions of dollars over, you know, just this pros, you know, a couple of prostitutes? So maybe in that aspect, yeah, I wonder if he is even a pedophile, just a gross pervert because he probably did without nobody wanted. He's like incel-ish. For the first 20, what, three or four years yes, of his life? Yes, Nobody wanted to touch him? No, yeah. So now that he had money and power and fame and people wanted him, he was going to dabble in any, and I thought you were going to tell me that him and Russell got down dirty.
2: Uh, you know, like they probably was, did because if that first night they had that prostitute and they both had sex with her. But I don't understand the,
1: why do you have to go for little kids? So, that's what I want to know. The first video was an intern, right? Uh-huh. And I know Having that was... Having sex with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I think... Jared is... How old at this? Like, he's still college age-ish, right? So, to it's... it's I don't want... I'm not okay in any of this, y'all. But if it was a seven-year-old girl, to me, that's a little kid. If this right. is a 17-year-old college student that's got a body like she's a Kardashian or something, you know, um, then I think that looks different. I think that's more pervert-ish versus pedophilia. Now, Russell's ass, he's the true pedophile because he wanted to see his stepkids. Mm-hmm all-age kids, Mm. and it was his idea to video it so that he could look at it. And then in a moment of, um, what's it called, horniness with Mm -hmm. your swinger friend, you want to bring that out like you would bring out a toy or porn, right? Mm -hmm. Not let's watch this porn, let's look at these young kid videos. Mm. So I think it turned Russell on Jared was going to take anything that he can get because he never had it. he had been big for forever. Like, I don't know. I'm not taking up for Jared at all. But I think these two gross people that find each other, this is the shit that they can do.
2: April, you're not a pastor, but you keep bringing the word.
1: <laughs>
2: I'm pun daddy today. <laughs>
1: this is crazy. I just... I just don't know how, <clears throat> where and how they were putting all these cameras in. Like, just in random people's houses.
2: I know, because that's what it said in the documentary. It was like, and they just put these cameras in bedrooms. And I was like, whose bedrooms? Where did you, what do you mean bedrooms? And the only bedrooms that I saw was the Russell guys' be, kids' bedrooms. Yeah. So unless they were, they had bedrooms at the foundation <laughs> headquarters, <laughs> I was like, I think they were just like in the bath, like maybe there is a gym and changing rooms, and and then I don't know where else they would stash them. But mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I think it was a lot. I think he was mainly. I think Jared really liked, the, but he also when he was talking to Rochelle, her kids were like ten and eleven, mm-hmm. and he was just wanting he was wanting her to put cameras in her kids' oh, bedrooms. Yeah, that's right, that's right. <clears throat> oh, I don't know. They're both gross asses. Poor Rochelle, she tried
1: to be DTF. She Rochelle, tried. you
2: tried and, you know, in really, good effort. She
1: should have been like, I told y'all so 10 years ago. I told y'all so. I think you she did. Saved I think so she's many kids. in
2: a wheelchair now on this documentary. Poor thing. <laughs> Poor Rochelle. And her, she said her kids abandoned her, and I don't know why. Her kids got mad at her and stopped talking to her. <laughs>
1: Cause they didn't get none of that restitution money. <laughs> you should put the camera up so I could get some of that. <laughs> so I could get that some of that money. Yeah, the pastor keep thinking <laughs> the word, girl. Okay, so in January I saw randomly on my um, notices that came up, maybe like TMZ, mm. that Subway is exploring selling out. This was happening this January, so I'm wondering <gasps> when that documentary come out. And then it just it
2: came out this
1: like last week. So they must have knew. That it was coming out, so they were thinking about selling for ten billion, and was exploring what? selling options. They did a press release.
2: Oh, they're gonna be pissed this at came us. Out February fifteenth, twenty twenty three. Because that I wait, it all that's when they day. that's when they did that. That's when they said that.
1: They. I saw it in January ish, but this are this just what I'm reading on News Nation. This was dated February fifteenth.
2: Oh, yeah. No, the documentary literally came out like March 6th or something.
1: So they knew it was coming out. Um, and then. <sighs> oh, my gosh.
2: And then they're like, people are going to go on their podcast and talk about it. Yeah.
1: How bad did Subway talk about it? I mean, how how bad was Subway talked about in the documentary? I mean,
2: it's Jared from Subway. So it. it
1: about. Well, I mean, not that. About them covering it up.
2: Oh. Mm.
1: a little bit here and there, just kind of hinted at No,
2: it was, that wasn't, I think it was just that it was, that it was Jared from Subway. Mm -hmm. I don't, it wasn't a big, it wasn't a big thing about Subway, knowing about it and all the scandal of that. No, it was just the fact that it was Jared. And if you, if you're not old like us, cause I mean, Jared was a big deal. I don't know why He, he just, cause he, he kept popping up everywhere. He, it, with his giant ass pants, mm-hmm. Jared and his pants were all over the place.
1: Yeah, yep.
2: And yeah, I mean, he was on the Super Bowl commercials. He was on Oprah. He was on today. I mean, he was everywhere.
1: This was saying that they're losing, um, they're losing a lot of popularity and money due to all the other sandwich shops opening up. Uh huh. So oh, they're
2: switching how they slice their meat.
1: Um, well, and then think <laughs> of all the no, think of all the the bad stuff that's come out because I would prop I, I always loved Subway and I always loved their tuna. Then it came out it's not real tuna. Their chicken wasn't real chicken. And they
2: were probably like the only big sandwich shop like that for a while, right?
1: Yeah, and then you had like Quiznos, and now you got which Witch and now you got all these other I don't know sandwich. Jimmy John's. And- yeah, Jimmy John's. So now they came out with. Um, they're doing actual sandwiches, so they want you to go in and order, like, from a menu instead of a have it your way. Remember before it was have it your way. You just tell them whatever you want, and they put it on, toasted, yeah, go th- toasted. Yeah. yeah. So they're trying to move away from that and just have, oh, take this turkey bacon club or just do this and move away from making it your own way. And I was like, are they trying to cut back on condiments or whatever? But no, they're trying to look like the other sandwich chains so that because they were doing better than what they were. But maybe that's all an excuse to get in front of this damn documentary and they couldn't sell it. Preach, pastor, preach. I was like is Shaq gonna buy it? <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Before gosh. I thought about, you know, he just buys random
2: stuff. Oh yeah.
1: <sighs> wow, good story, <clears throat> random story. I wonder So random,
2: I saw so random. It was so random.
1: And it's uh, and it's only in the news because our documentary just came out.
2: Yes. That's how I even, yes, that's how it came up in my, I didn't even know, I didn't even know he was a pedophile. I think I remember hearing about it. Yeah. But I didn't really know about it. I and just, that it was so, so, like, intense. And yeah, it just came out on March 6th. Oh, it's on Discovery Plus 2. Okay. But I, I watched it on Hulu. Wow. Mm-hmm. wow! 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 But I mean, you listen. You go watch it if you want. We could, we should have played the trailer for him. Probably still can. can go watch it. Okay. Um. Okay. That is good. That That's is it.
1: No murders, but still some true yeah, crime. Yeah, still a little
2: swinger swingers in there, but that was unexpected. A little pedophilia. Yeah, pedophilia. No blood. Got a little bit of comedy in there. Love, love, love. Okay, y'all. If
1: you love this episode, send it to five of your friends. And before you leave, do not forget to go rate us, review us, and subscribe to us. And if you have a favorite story that we have not covered thus far, send us something. Send it. Do send
2: it. We got it. We like. Stopped. We need to get inspired sometimes. So yeah. this is kind of. I got inspired because I. I like to do the what's in.
1: What's happening now? I guess. What's happening now? Yeah. Except for that was 2000. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) It's only happening to you now because you just not found out. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Love, love, love. It is. That does seem like yesterday, though. Okay. Y'all, this is it. Don't forget to.
2: Uh, Stay aware.
1: Stay alive.
2: And always be DTF and also NTA. Never trust anyone.
1: Bye. Y'all. Goodbye. DTF is down to, to find. Down to find.
2: Or is it?
0: This has been a Rogue Media podcast.